it's one of my greatest strengths is to push through, to be resilient, to be tough, to suck it up, to just, you know, go past the brink of breaking because I do believe that's where success lives. But it's also important to be honest and truthful with yourself and be able to raise your hand when shit doesn't feel good. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. This is episode number 38. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. What's up? And today's episode is going to maybe throw you off a bit. If you are binge listening to the Push Podcast, that means you listen to episode number 37, which we recorded right after a record-breaking weekend of amazing sales at the Cake Mamas. For those of you that don't know, maybe you're new to us, in episode 24, I announced that I was selling my bakery, and that was back in February. Yeah. And then coronavirus hit, and... Somehow I got sucked back into the bakery. It's like a big vacuum. Right. And so today's episode is going to be a little strange, especially, like I said, if you listened to the last episode, I was all fired up and excited and accomplished. And today I just kind of feel like shit a little bit. (laughs) I've been kind of struggling for the past week. I knew that when I made it to the end of the Mother's Day craziness, I wanted to take a week off. And I think you couple that with all of the things I I feel like that are piling up at home. You know, my house is disorganized right now. There's things that need my attention. I'm going through some personal things with some family that is really weighing on me and just lots of heaviness. I feel even emotional just like talking about it. But I needed to take a week off because I needed a breather. And now I just feel like, God, I feel so stuck. I don't even know what direction I want to go in. And I thought that this was an important conversation to have with you because I want to be really transparent with you and let you know that you can't possibly live in like constant state of motivation, push, drive, go, happy, smiling all the time. Yeah. And I want to be really real with you and let you know that right now, I don't even feel like recording this podcast episode, (laughs) but I thought it would be, uh, one, it's past due. Yeah. And two, I thought it would be a really great refreshing episode to maybe meet you where you might be and to kind of just work out some problems on air while we're working these things out together, what kind of conversations we have and just how I can recognize when this emotion, when this mood's kind of coming up and it happens to yeah, the best and of us. Think, and I think what's interesting is like people are out there listening and you've probably been there somewhere where you've made a decision that either something needs to end, there needs to be a change. Maybe you were burnt out. Maybe it was just that time. Maybe you planned on pivoting and shifting gears and doing something different. And, you know, something happens like Mm -hmm. coronavirus, right? A wrench gets thrown in your plans. And then all of a sudden you get sucked back into something. Mm -hmm. And I think 
what one of the things we talked about before we even started recording was you got sucked back in and I noticed something was kind of ignited in you. Mm-hmm. There's an excitement to recreate, rejuvenate and recycle something and, and bring it back to life. And then all of a sudden you find yourself excited about something mm-hmm. that you were done with. Mm-hmm. And then you have that kind of confusion where you remember why you were done with it and mm-hmm. you don't want to go back to that. Right. And so I think that is a hard thing because you don't know that creates more confusion. It's almost the success and the opportunity in going back to something creates more confusion than anything else. And the thing is, is maybe this isn't a business for you. Maybe this is a relationship. Yeah. Maybe this is a job, you know, like that you feel sometimes stressed out and burnt out. And then you take a little break, go on vacation, something happens. And then you go back and you're excited and you're rejuvenated. And then somehow things start to trigger you again. And so I guess the first thing I want to do is point out, like, what are your trigger points, right? The things that kind of bother you that get you to the point of resentment or wanting to quit or throw in the towel or whatever that may be. And so for me, you know, we're going to kind of walk through this being about my business. But I guess the kind of subtitle to this episode could be like burnout. Yeah, And I feel like we are in a generation of like where burnout is like the only way to live. Like moms are overextending themselves. Parents, you know, Mm -hmm. parents are overextending themselves. We're wanting to give our kids all of these opportunities. We want to enroll them in all these activities. We want to do all this stuff that we didn't have. And we're like enrolling and enlisting ourselves and our children in all this overwhelm and stuff to do, right? Yeah, and I think that, it's like, is it burnout that you're experiencing or is it a moment when you need rest? Mm-hmm. Do you need to stop or do you need to rest? Like, I think those are the things that you look at. You like you explain, like, you're the job, you're burnt out, you go on vacation, you're re-energized and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go back. And then there's those triggers again mm-hmm. that you lead you back to where you were before you went on vacation. So how do you know when it's time to just take a rest or how do you know when you need to be done with something? Mm-hmm. I think that's the case. And then. You know, and then we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think you see some of these, you know, these uh, accomplished uh, either actors or uh, professional athletes athletes that that do something for 20 years, like a Kobe Bryant, Mm -hmm. that it's nonstop dedication. And you wonder, like, how do they do that? How do they keep that focus and that passion and that excitement? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that that is something I think everyone is trying to find. Mm -hmm. And you hear people say, I want to do something I'm passionate about. Well, uh, I think passion is wavering. Because <laughs> yeah. here's why. Anytime you do something that you're passionate about, eventually it turns into work. And yeah. eventually your roles and your responsibilities evolve, right? It's kind of like you just showed me one of your friends just bought a dog for his kid. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't even look cute to me. Because what's going to happen after coronavirus when that fool has to go back to work What happens to the dog then, right? Everything is exciting in the beginning. We went through that. You had a knee surgery. We got puppies because you said you wanted a dog. I needed a comfort dog. Right. And then after (laughs) the surgery, after the healing, now the dogs work. Now they're responsibilities. Children are like that. You get married. Your blessings become your responsibilities. Yeah. And so I think that that's important to note. And I'm not afraid of that. Like, I'm not afraid of hard work. If you know me, you've been listening for a while, you know I'm a go-getter. I'm a pusher. But I wanted this conversation today to be about just acknowledging that 
it's one of my greatest strengths is to push through, to be resilient, to be tough, to suck it up, to just, you know, go past the brink of breaking because I do believe that's where success lives. But it's also important to be honest and truthful with yourself and be able to raise your hand when shit doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right. And so working hard is not a stranger to me. Like that's not. But we've had periods in time where we had very little sleep mm-hmm. that we I'm grind that. we grind it out and we know when it's time to do that right i think that there is something that we talked about before where a lot of times you don't know when to stop when right. to take a break when do you, are you pushing too far and also knowing that all that comes with a cost right yes. if you're spending two or three years non-stop doing something that means you're spending two or three years not doing something not doing something else something yeah. else that and may that's be kind important. of what i'm feeling right now is like i'm sucked back into the bakery this business that all of a sudden is thriving all of a sudden is you know hitting record-breaking sales and all of a sudden i have all this creativity flowing like i can't sleep at night because i've got all these ideas and that's a blessing yeah. i see that But it's also one of my biggest curses because I don't know how to do something half-assed. Like, I don't know how to be... Well, there's no surprise if you spent time... It's like a law of attention. If you spent time in the bakery, Mm -hmm. it was going to be successful. Right. Right? But But I wasn't able during this last round, like, I'm not able to also pay attention to our students. I'm Mm -hmm. not able to be creative and innovate and grow our following and record podcasts and come out with new content and create and be in a state of creation and building while going to the bakery for 15 hours a day times four weeks. Like I'm not able to do that. Yeah. So some of the triggers for me have been when I'm completely thrown out of my routine. So I like to wake up at a certain time. We like the gym. We like to eat healthy. But when I was like, okay, I got to go to the bakery. Like I just have to go. I'd literally wake up, take a shower, hurry up, leave. Yeah, I have no food. I have nothing planned, (laughs) prepared. You know, I haven't really worked out. I'm thinking that maybe I'll have time later on. And then before you know it, it's midnight. I'm home. I take a shower and I got to go back the next day for responsibilities. So that kind of is one of the beginning signs to me when I abort my routine. Yeah. It's like all downhill from there. Yeah. Like we know this, but yet. We're like addicted, I think, to being busy. And that's what I was trying to say was like, I think one of my greatest attributes is that I have no problem working hard. I have no problem losing the sleep, but there's no badge of honor for that. And that's what I I was talking to you about yesterday was like, at what point is it too much? Like, at what point do you sit back and say, why the hell am I doing this? Like, we're all trying to reach a certain level of success for us. You know, we've mentioned before, like we're trying to break Uh, generational cycles of lower income. We're trying to create wealth. We're trying to be good role models. There's this pressure of all of the stuff you're trying to achieve. But at some point, like right now, I'm sitting back like, what the fuck am I doing all this for? (laughs) I don't need to be doing. And I think it's becoming something that I'm recognizing as I get older. I don't know how to not do. Right, right. And That's a problem. But it's it's also learning how to do it differently, which I think is something that we will probably take this audience on a journey of, of of learning how to find success and do it in a different way where it doesn't require so much muscle, mm-hmm. I would say. And just to kind of go back to your other point when it comes to like the routine being broken apart, like a lot of times when you're really focused on something, 
you feel like if you're not spending time on it, you're falling behind on it. And to, for whatever measurement that you're looking at, whether it's like a timetable that you've kind of arbitrarily created for yourself or there's some deadlines that you're trying to meet, you feel like every single minute and every single hour matters. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, when you're clear and you're not so inundated with things, you realize that 30 minutes here or 45 minutes here to get yourself together can make the biggest difference in the world. But it's hard to do that in the moment. Well, I think we've talked about this many times. Like you're easy to like say, hey, I need a 30 minute break. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You need a 30 minute break? You better keep working. We don't have 30 minutes. Like you take a 30 minute break. We're going to be here till 2 a.m. Right. You're very good at that. Like yeah. you were at the bakery last Friday. And you're in the corner, like stretching and shit. And I was so annoyed. I was like, go home. What's, what are you doing? Like, we're working. There is no stopping to stretch. What are you doing? So we would have stopped and had a stretching session. We would have been there an extra 30 minutes longer. So you were ineffective at that point. And I sent you home. And it's true. Like, I think if women are listening, there is a superhuman, like a superpower that kicks in for us. And we're just like, get this shit done. Like, I want to get out of here. With that said, I do want to walk you through a couple of things that are triggers for me turning my excitement into resentment or me Mm -hmm. kind of crossing that level of, okay, this shit was fun. Now I'm pissed, right? (laughs) And so the first one is like being thrown out of my routine. So whether it's like, I like to journal, I like to go to bed and pray at night. But if I come to bed at 2 a.m. and I'm so tired, it's likely I'm going to fall asleep and I'm not going to have time to pray, right? I just won't be in the right state of mind. Food is important. I mentioned like running out and not having anything planned. Well, then what happens? Like you have to ask a friend to stop and pick some food up for you. And then you're at the mercy of fast food or whatever they bring. And you're just like shoveling food in your mouth just for survival. Right. Um, Which doesn't make you feel better. No, never. I know that when I eat terrible, like I feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And then movement. Like if I know, I know that if I'm not stretching, if I don't do yoga, if I don't walk around, if I'm not taking in nature, if I'm not doing those things that I know feed my soul, make my body feel good, I know I'm going to reach a point of burnout. But sometimes you're right. You feel like I don't have 30 extra minutes to do this right right now. Everybody's waiting on me, right? And so number two would be, I guess, excessive business. Like I have excessive ideas. I have excessive innovation. I have this overflow. When I put my mind to something, I have too many ideas. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like excessive attention on it. I don't know what that's called. Like I'm a perfectionist, obviously. But I'm also obsessed. I become obsessed with things. I'm crazy, right? Yeah, you get obsessed with them. And then... Nothing else matters but that thing. Yeah. And you have an amazing amount of focus, you know, and I think, but at the same time, you exert so much energy into yep. it that- To the point where I can't sleep. I'm like right, forcing to myself to the point to where even sick. when you are on a routine, you're exercising, like you're in, a, like I've seen you exercise and, and like you're taking notes on the- like Oh, it's you're not, ridiculous. Like you got a desk thing for the Peloton. Like the Peloton yeah. is like a high intensity workout thing. Mm-hmm. You got a I got desk. a desk. <laughs> I'm like, how are you going to... That fits on top of the Peloton. (laughs) Well, the theory behind that that was if I'm sitting at a desk all day long, I should at least be moving my legs. So it wasn't to do like an 
Alex Toussaint like, thing and then also be working. No way can you type and yeah. exercise. But it was just move my legs. But the, and here's the thing. I think, so that's another example of I can't just shut things off, though. Right. I don't know how to just be still and like not be in the doing. And well, I'll some tell would you, say, though, a yogi would say, that's why you need to stop and meditate. Mm-hmm. That's why you need to stop and pray is because maybe your energy force is zapped and you are not giving yourself the opportunity to re-plug into the matrix, or, or, oh, so to speak. Or re- I'm serious to say, how do I keep this high level for so long? Like, I don't know what it is about like the Kobe Bryant's and the Michael Jordan's of the world to do something for so long at that high level. I aspire to do that, to do something at a high level like that. But I have to believe it's something they're doing that's recharging them mm-hmm. every day, every week, every month. That well, I don't know, because on the flip side, you have someone like Michael Phelps who did it yeah. for so long, was excellent at it, and achieved then see what all happened, this greatness. What happened, yeah. And then he said, fuck this. I don't want to swim ever again. Yeah. And then but also not only did he did that, he quit early mm-hmm. after he's won a ton. So he, uh-huh. he deserved the right to quit at the peak. But he also kind of cracked. Mm-hmm. Like he he started to do a lot of marijuana and he started to like really mm-hmm. be in the news for all the, the problems <laughs> because of the fact that I think as human beings, if you don't have an outlet, you mm-hmm. are going to explode. Like we just finished watching The Last Dance mm-hmm. and they were showing how Dennis Rodman would just disappear for 24 hours. Yeah. You know, he just had to let loose. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone has a way. I think that for us, I think there's times where we don't do that. We don't find a way, an outlet. And then what ends up happening is we become overworked, mm-hmm. right? That's my cycle for yeah. sure. And th- there's times like I had promised myself in January this year that like, I was going to take one day and I was going to go to the spa and meditate and be in a hot tub and get a massage and just like have one day of journaling and relaxing and prayer and that sort of thing. And then, you know, this happens and I, I have yeah. now missed three months. But every but time <laughs> you do that, like I on the way home, you're like, like bucks. you're like, like a you're like flooding with ideas yeah, and like you're just like sure. a, an ocean wave of energy and i think that that is something there and so for people listening i mean there's different degrees of individuals that they're listening there's some people who don't do anything <laughs> that mm-hmm. just kind of like kind of exists and you know we've had episodes for you guys for that but then there's people that are, are very type a like go 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 that when you hear this like you've got to design something that keeps you recharged. Yep. Right. Got to have a reset. You, you got to have a reset button, and we're learning that. Like Janelle was just talking I am about, definitely struggling like with finding it. out what it is that's going to keep you going, but healthy. I oftentimes I see so many great individuals that look so sick. Mm-hmm. Right. They've accomplished so much, but they've killed themselves doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to die. So what I'm kind of doing with you guys is kind of writing out a list of like, what are the triggers? So number one, I said was just being thrown out of my routine. Number two would be becoming obsessive with it. Right. Number three, I think, is overthinking constantly, like weighing the options like, well, what if I do this? What if like again, like this overflow of creativity usually puts me in a place where I'm overcommitting to more work. Mm -hmm. That's usually what happens. Then from there, I'll go to the doing, which now I'm in the trenches. I'm doing all the things that I thought of. And then this is going to sound strange, but it turns into boredom. Here's why. I'm there doing all the things. So in the case with the bakery, I'm baking, I'm following recipes. But in the back of my mind, I still have all of these things 
that are piling up that I want to do that's creating more work, more anxiety for me. And then I'm not learning and consuming new information because I'm busy doing. And when I feel like I'm stifled and I'm not growing and I like I'll go to work for the day, I'll do all the stuff and I come home when I get in that routine of just doing I feel like the life is being sucked out of me. Yeah. That's like a big thing for me. So the creativity kind of stifles at that point because if I'm not being inspired by a new idea. So for me, it's like this double-edged sword. I need the inspiration. I need to be learning so that way the creativity flows. But then I immediately go into the doing. Like, okay, yeah. who can do this? How can we make this happen? Right. And uh, the implementing, I right, guess, is right. what it is. But that's like, the double-edged sword for me because yeah. I need to like turn it off. So that leads me into recognizing that the next thing is overconsumption. There's this fine line of like going to work. Maybe you guys can relate. You go to work, you're doing the work. Maybe you don't have time to listen to a podcast in your ear while you're at work or listen to a TED talk or listen to something motivational, right? And so then you feel kind of unfull at the mm -hmm. end of the day. That's how I feel. But sometimes you get in a habit of overconsuming, where it's like all these great ideas. You see people winning on social media. You hear about this great course that you want to take, or maybe you bought the course and it's yeah. waiting for you. And you know that answers are there. Like, you know that this book has all of the answers for you, but it's just like, when the hell am I supposed to do all this? Yeah. When am I supposed to listen to the book or go through the course or do the journaling or, you know, it's like yeah. you feel this overwhelm. So there's a fine line that I'm recognizing for myself in overconsumption and not consuming anything yeah. to make me grow or be inspired at all. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. This may sound like a little off topic, but I think it aligns like there's journals out there. And we were talking about this with the Pusher Society because we're, we're reading a book called Triggers. And it's interesting because the author talks about asking yourself uh, active questions or passive questions at the end of the day or the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. And so not, and a passive question is would be, did you read today? Like mm -hmm. maybe that was a, a goal for you. And it's like, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And then then he said, so people would normally ask themselves these passive questions and they would just be like, no, but there's yes, nothing. No. Yes, no. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, why not? Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he said, it's important that you ask yourself active questions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he said, active questions is basically, did you do your best to read today? Mm -hmm. Did you do your best to get exercise in today? Mm -hmm. And then it measures that your effort. Better. And your ability to try mm -hmm. and then you actually are looking at something different mm. right and so when you think about like hey i have this idea did you do your best to find balance on making this idea come to life but also refreshing yourself yeah and i think we've talked about this many times before is like you can ask yourself really stupid questions like yeah. i could be saying like why am i so tired you know why am i so burnt out what should I do? Should I quit? Like I could be asking really dumb questions like that, but I hope you guys recognize that what I'm doing is I'm trying to identify the triggers. Yeah. I'm trying to ask myself, well, what really makes me feel like I'm overwhelmed? What are the the signs that I see that inspire me? And mm. then the signs that I, I can notice and tell about myself when I start to feel like my energy is decreasing. What are the things that are doing to cause my mood swing to swing or my excitement level to decrease, right? right? And so I think 
that's really important as we get older, as we mature, as we try to continue to develop and become better humans, you've got to ask yourself better questions. And so I hope this is helping you like to just have a good conversation with yourself. Like when I feel really happy and energized, what's causing that? Yeah. It can't be that the stars are aligned and, you know, you're not winning the lotto every day and you're not winning in life every day. But what really makes you happy? A lot of people can't answer that. Right. And then conversely, what things suck your energy? What things rob your joy? What things deplete your energy or your battery life, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's what I've been doing this past week while taking some time off. And I think it just, it's forcing you to try to organically find clarity, mm-hmm. like not force the clarity, but I still keep asking myself, okay, what am I doing with a bakery? Like right. I was trying to sell it three months ago. I had three buyers for it. And now there are so many ideas. I'm so inspired by it. Like there's so much opportunity. There's so many great things, but I'm realizing, and here's the question that I want you to ask, what is the life you're trying to create for yourself? Yeah. Because the life I'm trying to create for myself, which I knew a year ago, which I knew three months ago when I announced I was selling it, was that I was trying to create more freedom, more freedom to not be tied to 14 employees, to not be tied to overhead in a business, right? To not be tied to increasing wages, to not be tied to all of these laws and whatever, whatever. And now that I have all these ideas, I'm kind of sucked back in. So is it a shame on me or is it like, what is it? I guess that's where my as you were saying that, I think you just gave the answer. What is it? The answer I is my own answer. The, the answer is, is remembering what you truly want. Right. Like, Cause here's the thing is, it's like, there's something that that trumps excitement. There's something that trumps passion. Mm-hmm. There's something that trumps even like financial rewards. Mm-hmm. It's what you want. Like you said, the like life that you the, mm-hmm. the vision the vision that you have for yourself and not being distracted by the fact that that feels exciting, mm-hmm. that feels exhilarating and then all of a sudden, but as you know the result of that mm-hmm. or the journey within that is not going to give you what you want. And friends, let and me th- tell you, I've been down this path yeah. many times. I've started many businesses <laughs> yeah. and then three months later, I was like, why did I do this? Because it doesn't give you what you want and I think that that... I love the excitement though. Right. I love the well, excitement you- of new. I love being creative. I love implementation. I love the beginning stages of laying the foundation and doing the work and having that gratification of I built this from nothing. I love that, but then I don't want to run it like right, long term. That doesn't make me a quitter. No, I want to be very clear. You're, you're a creator. I'm an innovator. Yeah, you're an innovator and you like to create. And what's interesting is uh, what I've noticed about you is that you like to create and you like to innovate but you don't necessarily stop to see the reward of it. Mm-hmm. We both don't do this really that well. We don't really celebrate mm-hmm. the success of something that's been created. Right. We kind of just move on to, okay, what has What's to happen? What's the next level? What's the next mm-hmm. level? What's the next thing? And I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, but I know that we've been trying to t- be conscious of saying, okay, Let's look at celebrate. that. We did that something really mm-hmm. good and we'll give ourselves a high five. Mm-hmm. And it's really sometimes a little bit forced. Right, like, right. But um. I think that that's it. Like for like people listening to this. Like how crazy am I that last week, literally, we were celebrating like, oh my God, what a great Mother's Day. And this week I'm like, FML, what am I doing with my life, right? And it's important to have this conversation because I think maybe you can relate. Maybe you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and you're feeling fired up. 
And then by two o'clock, you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my right. life? But like, same, lots of people are going through and, that. And I think that's the thing that people need to really take note on is if I if you do something really well and there's just a win or success and it still doesn't fill you up, mm-hmm. that means that that's a trigger of saying this is probably not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and also there's, or a, there's what are also you chasing like what was the gratification from it? Right. Because for me, through these questions, I know that I like excitement. Like right. I definitely, I get bored with routine, but I understand that it's necessary, right? Yeah. It's a basic human need to have structure and routine. But also I know that it's only going to be a matter of time before I get bored with it. And so how can I create some excitement within it? That's yeah. what I I need to know. Yeah, and I think that's an insight game. Mm-hmm. I think you have to, we were watching the last day, and I hate going back to it, but it was so important because we were watching Michael Jordan be so petty but mm. to find excitement in little things, mm-hmm. like a rookie telling him, why'd you come back? You know, I can guard you. That's why you quit when he first retired the first right. time and came back. And he kept that little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And just so every, to be petty, just, just to push him. Yeah, just like to push him. Like you became his mark and you yeah. didn't even know. And that was one of the biggest things I learned from that was I was like, these, it's okay to be petty. It's not okay. <laughs> but it's so he didn't like vocalize it. Mm-hmm. Like he just had an internal thing that said, in order for me to get fired up, I got to like find things, yeah. whether it be a reporter, a news, someone said something in the news, a player who said something to him and anything to just spark that fire to mm-hmm. say, OK, I'm going to drive after this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think that that keeps you fired up, especially when you're in the middle of the process, because what we don't want you to think is, is that sometimes you have an end result, a goal that you have, what you want, whether it be freedom and there's sometimes in the middle of that, there's the means to get there. Mm-hmm. And the means may be mundane. It is going to be, it's going you to gotta be. You got to go to practice. You got to go to you practice. Gotta rehearse. You got to rehearse. You got to do the, the things over and over mm-hmm. again because it's the means to the end. Right. And I think a lot of times you're so sick and tired of it that you forget about the ends. Right. And I think that that is where you have to go back in the middle of that journey. You got to find little things that spark your excitement. Um, but at the same time, you, ca- you can't kill yourself. So for me, though, this c- I guess this episode could be a little confusing, though, because I want to clarify. I have put in 11 years with the bakery. Yeah. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, I want to quit. Right? right. And just to be clear, so you guys really know how crazy I am. Like 48 hours ago, I was debating on signing a lease for a restaurant. <laughs> Like not just like a little cafe, like an entire restaurant, like a two-story building. And why? Why is that? Because I think my issue is that I know that there's potential. I know that if I were to stick it out, I know that I could grow it. I know that there's a next level. But then also, I don't know if I want that next level. That's where my confusion comes from. So I want to be very clear to the listeners I'm not telling you when you get tired, you should quit. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a time for grind season. There's a time that you're going to have to push through. There's a time where your competitiveness is going to have to kick in. And let's be real. Like, I am very competitive. I've kicked everyone's ass, though. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I've done that. Yeah. And so 11 years of success kind of has me wavering a little bit. Like, is this, do I want to take it to the next level? And I'm going to be clear with you because this is kind of my breakthrough on air, is that I know that there's a next level, but I'm not sure if I want that next level. Mm -hmm. Because the next level would be a massive commitment, lots of dedication. And at this stage in my life where I know that I'm trying to create freedom, signing a lease for a two-story building to start a restaurant 
I don't think is in alignment with where I'm trying to go, but it's exciting as hell. So that's what pisses me off. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But I also I know you very, very well that part of it is because you love to create Mm -hmm. and you know you're going to want it a certain way that you're going to want to do everything. All of it. Yeah. And I think that for those people that are uh, that like are obsessed about things and they have to have it a certain way, that's the thing you have to think about is if you did something like that, there's a large element in order for your sanity to be intact that Mm -hmm. you have to let go of Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to let go of it. And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, maybe I'm a control freak. I don't know if it's so much a control freak. Is it that you have very specific ideas the way you see it? And it's hard to find people that can execute it at the level Mm -hmm. or better than Mm -hmm. how you want it. Because at the end of the day, the last thing that you want to do is settle. So then someone would say, oh, she's a perfectionist. That's her problem. But the thing is, is like for like I'm the kind of person I'll go to a restaurant. I'll have a really great experience and I'll be like, you know what would take this to the next level? They should do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's why we got into coaching and consulting, because very quickly I can tell like how to escalate an experience. So for me, when it's mine, when I'm the driver, when I'm responsible for it, it's really hard for me to turn it off. Yeah. So I'm crazy. (laughs) And that's the end of it. That's that's really it is just like trying to ask yourself good questions, trying to understand for me as I'm talking myself through this, like clarity doesn't always come crystal. It's like not a crystal ball. It's not always going to be a clear. Yes, you should open the restaurant. No, you should not. It's not always going to be clear. I think you've got to have a North Star. You've got to have some sort of guiding principle that's telling you and reminding you where you're trying to go. And then you have to be able to release it. And maybe that's the step I'm struggling with. It's like knowing that there's potential in my brand, knowing that there is the next level and then feeling like I might be kind of coming up short because I'm not willing to commit to the work that would be required for that next level. But I don't know if I want to own a restaurant five years from now. And so if I sign that lease, that puts me in a commitment that I'm not sure I want to be married to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just. Uh, People should literally ask these questions point. when it comes to their <laughs> yeah. relationships, though. Some of y'all that your weddings got postponed due to Corona, you need to be asking yourself, <laughs> is this really the person I want to be quarantined with for the next five years? And if it's not in alignment with your values, you need to abort mission and oh, thank not only God. That, but do you want to go through the journey of reaffirming and, and finding love, doing the work that requires to keep a relationship and a marriage together is the same type of work that goes into keeping a business mm-hmm. in, in, together. It's, is that work going to be fulfilling? At the end of the day, after you've worked yourself to death, do you still feel some type of fulfillment? Do you still feel like, oh man, I, I can't wait to do that again. Mm-hmm. Or and, and it's okay to sometimes be tired and like, okay, I need a break. Mm-hmm. But I think that because for me, I could take a ten year break and go back, and now I own a restaurant in my fifties. I'm fine right. with that. Right. Right. And that's another thing, like knowing that the decision you make today is not finite. Like it doesn't have to define the rest of your life. It just needs to. Like if I know that being fo- spending four weeks in the bakery has been fun, but also exhausting, but also triggering, but also It's been creative, a a good creative outlet, but also it's pissed me off and it's also robbed me from a lot of my freedoms. Then I know that those are probably signs that I should be paying attention to. Yeah. 
And that goes back to your relationships too. If you came out of a bad relationship or things are triggering you now and you're like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do this again. It's okay to say not right now. Doesn't have to mean for the rest of your life. Right. right? So I don't know. I think this episode is. It's kind of like a therapy session to kind of talk through. We're kind of all over the place, but I think this is exactly how everyone's brain works. Yeah. Like you, you have moments where you feel good about something. You have moments where you feel awful about it. You have Mm -hmm. moments. And so. The key thing is is to keep, if we were to give you anything, is to keep at the forefront of what do you really want mm-hmm. in your life? Keep your values yeah. at the forefront. And I think that- Where are you trying to drive your yeah. life? Yeah, and we can go talk about that too in another episode. We need to take notes. <laughs> you say on that episode. every oh, time. But your values change, mm-hmm. right? You have aspirational values, you have current values, right? And then- what happens is is that as you aspire to do more, as you aspire to have different things in your life, as you grow, your values change. And because your values change, what you want to do changes. So yeah, for, for five years, you probably wanted to, hey, I want to open up a restaurant, mm-hmm. but now your values change. You go, there's no way I want to spend you know 10 mm-hmm. hours trying to build something like that yeah. because you know what's required. 10 right? hours, 10 years, 10 hours a day for five years, 10 I can do. It's the 15 hour 50. days that drive me nuts. <laughs> but the 10 hours doesn't give you the life that you want. It doesn't. No, you know? and so I don't I think- feel fit and clear and like thinking about signing up for 10 or 15 hour days for the next few years is not something that sounds enticing at this stage, knowing that like we only have the kids for a couple more years, knowing that all of a sudden I like gardening, like (laughs) things like that. Like I want to spend more time doing things that I actually like. Well, we just got off of doing a hike and we value peace. Mm -hmm. Like you stopped and you said, opening a restaurant will not bring peace. Just listening to this water is so peaceful. Mm -hmm. And then you said, then you get bit by a bug and you die. But right. (laughs) But those are things like I couldn't tell you 10 years ago that I would care to sit by a, a waterfall right. and hear the water all day. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't value that piece. Now I do. Right. So I don't know. I hope this helps you ask better questions. If yeah. anything, I hope this helps you maybe get quiet with yourself and ask yourself, like, what are you really working towards? Like, what is the end outcome? What's the overall objective of the work that you're putting in right now? And the thing that you're doing, is it going to give you the life that you want? Yeah. And the last thing I'll say before we end it is this, as you can hear in our voices and in our thoughts that we're talking about and how we're ranging from one place to another place, like that's the, like, if you don't spend time with yourself quietly, mm-hmm. like in, in some type of personal development situation, whether it's a meditation or just reading a book to help you understand your thoughts. Like you can see some people live in this kind of confusion for their entire lives. Right. And then they're stuck and they're paralyzed because they don't know what to do, but they're constantly distracting themselves with social media or mm-hmm. or or whatever it is that they distract themselves so that they don't ever get to a place where they're figuring it out. So you're hearing us in a stream of consciousness kind of break some of th- down the thinking that we have and the emotions but we know we're going to have to do work to figure it out. Like we're not okay just kind of sitting here going, I'm confused, I'm confused, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and sometimes you need to be confused and throw your hands up and take a break. And I guess that's what I'm doing this week. But I hope this was helpful for you because I do think we uncovered lots of questions and conversations you could be having with yourself and really weighing out your values and where you're trying to go with your future. So I will update you in a future episode and yeah, push through. I know I have to, so it's not an option to stay stuck, but 
I'm sending you guys lots of love and light because I need that for myself right now. And thanks for riding with us. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through